Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast for and by entrepreneurs, successful business people, and those of us who deal with not only the ups and downs of business, but the pain, frustration, and all the good things that come along with chronic illness. Today, we are talking with Lorena Tomasini, and Lorena is the owner of MALM Life and Health Insurance Agency, where together with her mom, they help families and business owners with financial protection, all done through the phone or computer. She helps people prepare for the unexpected with products in the life and health insurance industry. Lorraine is also the host of the 12-Minute Talks podcast, where valuable information is shared in a short time period. Welcome, Lorena. Thank you so much for having me on, Nancy. I am really excited to talk to you today because a lot of what we talk about here on this show is how people deal with chronic illnesses and how it changes their ability to run their business in the ways they used to. And and I hear that you have some stories about understanding that too. But first, I want to ask you a little bit about your business. And do you ever deal with, for instance, someone with a chronic illness may not have health insurance. They may mm-hmm. not be able to have life insurance. Right. Do you work with people that have those issues? I definitely do. On the health insurance side, let's start there because I know that's a very hot topic nowadays. You know, um, before what what we know as the Affordable Care Act began, it was very hard for people to get insurance, right? Uh, they would, I would say they would cherry pick who they wanted to cover. So I experienced a lot of people with chronic illnesses that maybe are not such a big deal, like high blood pressure, where the insurance company would say, okay, we'll accept you, but if you have like a heart attack and it's determined that it's because of that high blood pressure in the first two years, we're not going to cover that. So for me, that was very um, confusing because it's like, okay, health insurance is supposed to be there for the person when they need it most, but you're saying, because you have this condition, this pre-existing condition, we don't, we'll take you, but we're not going to cover that or we're going to charge you more for that, right? So I've seen a big shift in the health insurance um, because of the Affordable Care Act. And I'm a big proponent on the pre-existing conditions being covered day one. So it doesn't matter if somebody has high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer, if they have it now or it was something that happened in the past. I think it's great that people now can have coverage for what they need. Right. And then the other aspect is financially insurance is very costly, but also based on people's income, the they might qualify for a tax credit to help them pay for the premium. So I've gotten lots of people calling me that are my clients, you know, and every year during open enrollment, they're very worried about, hey, am I going to be able to keep my insurance because I've heard all this stuff on the news. Right. And unfortunately, it's a lot of hype and it's not real information. So, you know, I've had people calling me crying, hey, I'm going through this. Am I going to continue having coverage? And thankfully, that has been the case. Nothing has 
shifted in people's coverage. So the other thing that's hard for people to qualify sometimes is like disability, um, but that's a whole other topic. And then as far as life insurance, one of the main things I'm, I'm a big fan of is life insurance policies with living benefits. And January is actually Living Benefits Awareness Month, and I'm an ambassador for that as well. And what that is, it's really providing people with peace of mind financially, that if they're diagnosed with something like cancer, heart attack, stroke, or some type of illness where they can't do activities of daily living, like walking, bathing, transferring, right? These types of things that we don't think about. If something like that were to happen, the life insurance can be there for the person now to help them pay for a nurse. You know, maybe they need, their spouse needs to take time off work to help them out. How do you continue paying for the mortgage, the bills, you know, your daily life? So it's a good way of having that peace of mind that, hey, my life insurance is not only there if I were to pass away, but also if I needed something along the way, right? And it's something that's not more costly than your traditional life insurance. It's maybe like $5 more a month and it, it comes included in a lot of new policies. So that's definitely something to look out for when you're buying new policies or reviewing or whatever. Now for people that already have an existing chronic illness, a lot of times I see it that they think, man, life insurance is really hard for me to get. And it's understandable because maybe you had a heart attack or cancer diagnosis, right? And those are things that are ongoing. It's not just, oh, you had the heart attack, right? It's You're taking medication for that and so forth. So there are policies and life insurance companies that dedicate themselves to helping people with chronic illnesses, whether that's diabetes, a history of cancer, a history of diabetes. It's, and especially for people that are 50 and over, those are the ones that I see more scared and it makes sense, right? Because usually it's, the older population, not to say that younger people don't, it's usually that age group. Um, there's a whole bunch of companies out there that all they do is dedicate themselves to the older 50 and up ages um, to help them get coverage and have that peace of mind that, hey, if you were to pass away, your family can have the, that money to pay for your funeral or whatever they might need to. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, and I'm in that category on both accounts. I'm over 50 and I've got the, I have got a life insurance policy that my parents took out when I was born. So that wow. it's been around for a while, yeah. but it covered a lot back when they took it out. Now yeah. it doesn't even cover half of what the cost is. And I've been wondering, you know, am I going to be able to get anything else? We, we just recently buried both my mother and my father and, and the bills were well over, you know, $10,000 for each of them. Right. And thank goodness they both had, enough coverage to to pay for everything and we didn't have to pay anything out of pocket which was exactly. great not the same for me and my husband doesn't have any life insurance and oh, so wow. we're we're getting to that point where we're thinking yeah. we we really need to have something here and because of my illnesses my chronic illnesses i'm going am i gonna be covered and right. you know and i know that a lot of people that I work with, people that are listening to this show, 
they all have similar circumstances in which there's nothing like having a chronic illness that makes you more aware that the end may be sooner than you know right. you would like for it to be and and you need to be able to be aware so if someone sorry Tindra. one thing i always tell people is to make an informed decision because in our mind we're thinking oh because i have this forget it no one's going to take me but always make an informed decision by speaking to a professional in your area that works for multiple companies or if they don't have that company hey let me find out one company that might cover that condition is it is it somebody special that they would need to seek out to find out information or do most companies that sell health and life insurance deal with these kinds of packages and i could just go to my neighbor who sells insurance and say hey can right. i get something yeah so you definitely want to work with a broker so there's a difference a broker like myself I work for different insurance companies because I believe in finding solutions for my clients. I don't believe in working for XYZ company because that's not going to benefit my, my consumer, right? Because I don't think one size fits all. So maybe your condition might be best for this company and this other person's condition might be best for another company. So definitely find the broker and ask them questions. Hey, you know, I have this, what company might work for me? You know, and as an insurance agent or broker, we can contact the different carriers and tell them, hey, I have this person that has this condition. Would this be approvable for you or not? Before going through the process of doing the application, going through underwriting, because we don't want that person to be denied. Because then that, on top of the chronic illness, having a decline, a recent decline makes it even harder to get covered. So, and there are certain companies that don't even ask you medical questions or they're very limited questions, right? So as long as you can answer no to these few questions, you get coverage immediately. So yeah, definitely work with somebody that's a broker and ask them these questions. Hey, what companies do you represent that have this illness? Do you work with a carrier that works with that? Now, let's jump back to health insurance for a second, because I know, again, a lot of people that that have health insurance are having problems. And my illness was actually brought on six years ago by a car accident. So everything, but it was a hit and run. So it threw my own you know, health insurance, not through, well, not even through my health insurance, it's through my car insurance. My car insurance is is covering. And at one point, they just stopped covering. And I literally went through almost two years of lawsuits in order to get things back. And now they're being wonderful. But Mm -hmm. I could not take no for an answer. I had to get out there and fight because I knew I deserved it, you know, and and I also know that even with my health insurance not related to the accident, we had to fight for two years. I'm a diabetic Mm -hmm. and I had one insulin that worked to keep my sugars level. Right. None of the others would do it. Mm -hmm. And it took 
two years of fighting with the insurance company to actually get them to give me back. I had been using it. They took it away and I've now gotten it back again. Thank goodness. But if it weren't for my doctors fighting for me, you know, uh, and, and I know that other people have these issues too. What can you tell somebody who's going through some of these kinds of things and ready to give up? Right. Yeah, I, I could see how that's very frustrating, right? You need this medication and the company saying, hey, no, we're not going to cover that, right? Mm-hmm. So a few things. Part of the ACA or the Affordable Care Act, what it, a big change that it did also was that insurance companies no longer had a lifetime limit. So what that meant is before, let's say it's 2010, and you were in the hospital and you spent a million dollars, right? the insurance companies would only cover you up to a million five, two million dollars. And if you reach that for the year, that's it. You were on your own because you reached your cap. So insurance companies that are in the Affordable Care Act or the marketplace, different names, right? No longer have a lifetime cap, which is a great protection for the person that's insured that, hey, even if it costs $10 million dollars, the procedure or whatever it might be, the treatment, this person has peace of mind that my insurance company will cover me, right? Now, going back to your point about the the medication, that's something I see often, a lot of times with like Medicare or, or with people that are younger, right? There's a few things you as the consumer can do. So if it's something like, like you were saying, uh, an insulin medication, maybe that was a brand name, that, hey, I've tried the generic and that one doesn't work, right? I have to take this one because it's the one that works for me. It shouldn't be so complicated for insurance companies to say, hey, they need this one. So you really need to work closely with your doctor. They they have to go through a process. It's not just saying, okay, she needs to have the brand one. You need to go through that process of trying the generic one. It didn't work. It's called step therapy, okay? So that's what your doctor needs to do. And they need to send the letters to the carrier and say, hey, this person has tried XYZ medicine at this dosage and it didn't work. We tried another dosage and it didn't work. And it's just like that until the company approves it. I'm sorry to hear it. They took two years. It should not take that long for a carrier to say, this is something life or death for this person. Let's get that going. But definitely working with your doctor, making sure you have a good relationship with the office manager is really important. Because usually they're the ones sending out that document, right, to the company. So you want to be able to call them and say, hey, uh, Maria, what's going on with this paperwork that I needed to get done? Right? And always, when you have to call the company, always have a good attitude. Because you don't know who's going to reach out on the other end. And they might transfer you to a supervisor. And that might be all that you need to do. But yeah, definitely, when it comes to medication, that's very frustrating. Just be very patient and do that stuff thing where, hey, look, we tried the generic and it didn't work, but this this one that I'm taking works. The other thing, too, in the meantime, the pharmacies as well as the medication companies, they have coupons that you can go through, and hopefully that can help offset some of that cost while you're waiting for the insurance company to approve that. Yeah. Luckily, my doctor started collecting samples (laughs) and gave me samples. But you're absolutely right. I had to go through seven different medications before I was able to go, 
nope, not a single one of these worked. You know, she's got to have her Victosa back again. And Victosa is like $700 a month. So, you know, it's a, it's one of the higher ones. And they fought and fought. But I have to say thank you to my doctors. They were just really great and really persevered. And we That's got through. Yeah. And, and that's doing what you need to do hey you can change your doctor every month until you find the one that's going to work with you one-on-one -on -one and treat you like a human being and not yeah. another number on their list yeah so yeah don't don't marry your doctor like i tell people some people are like my doctor i'm like that's great but are they really helping you you know so it's things to look at yeah it's it's interesting because a few months ago when i decided i was going to work with this particular group of people and try to support them and and provide good information and training for people with chronic illnesses i started doing a lot of research because even though i have it myself and i know from personal experience i wanted to see what other people were going through yeah. and the different kinds of things that they had and that seems to be one of the biggest issues across the board it doesn't matter if you've got diabetes it doesn't matter if you've got fibromyalgia i have complex regional pain syndrome you know we have all of these different things but across the board the biggest frustration seems to be doctors and insurance doctors right. not listening to what we're telling them doctors not knowing or understanding what's going on and not being willing to learn about it and not working with insurance companies and mm -hmm. you know the other problem is i think that people they'll join these groups on facebook for you know the chronic illness groups and somebody will say oh i had a spinal stimulator implanted those suckers are expensive. I've had two, <laughs> you know, and luckily my insurance covered both of them. But, you know, they'll say, oh, somebody said a chronic stimulator works really great. I want to have one, but my insurance won't cover it. And so then they get all upset at the insurance and, you know, without really knowing whether that stimulator would actually help them or not. Exactly. So we have to think that Oh, how does the insurance company think? Is this something medically necessary for that person or not? Right? So like people ask me, it is going to sound weird, but like plastic surgery? No, unless you smack into a window, okay, that, then it'll be medically necessary, right? Yeah. So again, this goes back to making an informed decision. And just because something might have worked for your friend or your family member, doesn't mean that's for you. You need to go reach out to your doctors the professionals in, in that area, you know, um, and, and go from there. Yeah. I think the internet is great, but there's a lot of information that you'll go, you'll go crazy if you just depend on, on the internet. You know? Yeah. I, I read, I get, jump into these groups and I get so depressed and I'm going, I just want to go kill myself because everybody <laughs> out there is having so many issues and you know, it just drives you nuts because there's so much and, and everybody comes across. It's very interesting when I read in groups from people like yourself. And mm -hmm. I think these groups would be benefited greatly by someone like yourself getting into them and sharing your knowledge and and experiences right. because and i'll be honest i i've tried doing that and then people 
think that it's like I'm trying to sell them something and it's like, no, I'm just giving you general information. I happen to sell insurance, but you know, I'm not licensed in every state either. I work in Florida and Nebraska. I could get my license elsewhere if needed, but it's that issue of also that mental thing that people have, oh, you sell insurance, you're trying to sell me. It's like, no, it's information that maybe could help you, you know, like, I don't know, there's nonprofit organizations out there that help people with chronic illnesses get stuff, you know, and so that that's another another way. Absolutely. Well, we are, believe it or not, we are almost out of time already, and we never got into the topic that I wanted you to share with us, which is your own personal experience with someone with chronic illnesses. Tell me a little bit about that. Sure. So my dad, he was a business owner for most of his life, and um, he had been very healthy until one day he wasn't feeling very well. He was like anemic and we're like, that's weird, what's going on? So he went to the doctor and turns out he had lymphoma, which is um, cancer like in in the bone marrow, in in the blood type. Um, And you know, I saw how how that chronic illness impacted him. Obviously from an emotional standpoint, we were all devastated like, hey, you know, somebody that's really healthy and from one day to the next, can't barely get out of bed, you know? But I saw in his business how it was a big impact because he was self-employed. He depended on himself and his health to be able to work. So I I saw what that did financially for him and, you know, just that mental switch that he needed to do that, hey, you're no longer in charge of your business, you know, and and I saw the the impact that that had um, for him and for the family as well. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's a big reason why I do what I do, like, I mentioned earlier, I do a lot of that life insurance with the living benefits because when you're healthy, you don't think about, hey, I'm going to have this or that. Nobody wants to think about that. And I tell people, hey, I hope you never have to use this policy, but you'll be thanking me if something does happen and you have that financial peace of mind because at least you don't have to worry about how, how are you going to pay for your bills, you know? Yeah, you know, that's that's another really interesting uh, situation that came up for me. Uh, back in, geez, it's been an entire year already. Back in January of last year, I had to have surgery on my foot. And I was non-weight bearing for three months. I was in a wheelchair. I could not, you know, get up and walk a step. I had to, the problem is this house is 66 years old and wasn't built for wheelchair accessibility right so I couldn't get the wheelchair through the doors I couldn't you know just crazy my husband had to take time off from work Mm -hmm. because I had to be able to go to the bathroom I had to be able to get something to eat I had all of these different things and we tried to get health care to come in you know a, a yeah, on home any- nurse, home health aid, something like that. The insurance would have been happy to pay if it had been changing medical bandages. Um, you know, anything you're talking about medical necessity, you know, yeah. anything that they deemed medical they would have paid for but to come in and feed me you know I don't need to eat that's not a medical necessity unless unless you were not able to feed yourself right yeah well I couldn't feed myself I couldn't cook but you know they didn't 
they didn't consider that as being a medical necessity. So I would have had to pay for that out of pocket. In the long run, my husband and I figured out he was able to get split shifts at work. So he would go in early, he'd come home and spend a couple of hours with me, and then he would go back and I would just have to hold it and couldn't go to the bathroom, (laughs) you know, until he got home again. So what do you do in a situation like that? Right. So these are, you know, real life examples. You've been through it. You know that, hey, people think, oh, no, if it's my spouse that's going to get sick, that's him getting sick. Uh, No, if you're married, right, you said in sickness or in health. So I don't know. A lot of people aren't lucky to be able to have a job where you can get split shifts or you can take time off and and still be able to do everything right. Like uh, very early on in my career, I've been doing this 13 years now. I remember, I'll never forget, she was one of my first clients for life insurance. And the next year I went to her and I told her, hey, there's these new policies that offer money in case of cancer, heart attack, whatever, whatever, right? And she's like, oh, that's great, but you know, that never happens in my family. I'll never forget that phone call when she called me like four months later. And she's like, hey, Lorena, you remember that policy you were telling me that had the living benefits? I got that with you, right? And I'm like, no, remember you told me you didn't want to. Why? What's going on? Yeah, and then she told me that she had um, cancer also, just happened to be cancer, and that she needed money to fix some things in her house, you know? And then my heart just sank because if she would have said yes four months ago, you know, when I offered her that, she wouldn't have to be worried. She would be calling me, hey, this happened now. How, how do I make a claim? which is why I'm very passionate about what I do because I've been impacted personally with my dad, you know, with my dad, what that really taught me is that we need to be financially responsible for ourselves and we can't depend on others or whatever money we have in our savings because my dad had money in the savings, but that went like that. As soon as we needed to get a nurse, he ended up going to Virginia with my older sister because she could take time off to really help him, you know, and, and go through that process. But the money he had in the savings account, that went quickly, you know? So that really taught me about being financially responsible myself, not having to depend on my spouse. I'm not married, but if I had a spouse, right? Um, Or whatever savings I have, you know? And it also taught me about delegating because he was self-employed. And my dad was very much like, it's my name. People buy because they trust me, you know? So that... That really taught me that, hey, it's not about me as a business owner, but I also need to be able to delegate and trust that other people can do things, even if it's not at 100%, maybe their thing is 70% of what I do it as, because it's not their business at the end of the day. But being able to have that peace of mind that if I'm not able to, somebody else will be able to continue my business, you know, yeah. that, that is so important. And I'm so glad you said that because that really is a big part of what I talk about with my clients and with the listeners here is that you've got to be able to, you know, I, if I work three or four hours a day anymore, I'm doing good. And I used to work from four o'clock in the morning until 11 or 12 o'clock right. at night, seven days a week, and I can't do it. And right. I've had to bring on a team and thank goodness my team is wonderful and I can rely on them, but it's not been overnight and mm-hmm. things still don't necessarily happen exactly the way 
I would do it if it were me, but I'm just saying, hey, it's getting out there. It's wonderful. Things are going well. You know, if it's not broken, don't break it kind of thing. <laughs> and, and so it's wonderful. I have one last question and then we've got to run. If right, you if you get one of these policies with the living benefits, say it's $10,000, that would be enough to cover a burial. Right. If you use that as a living benefit, I need to hire a nurse to come in now and help me. Does that then take away from the amount that I have left Correct. to bury me? Yeah. yeah, because what you're doing really is you're accelerating that death benefit now. There will always be life insurance because it's a life insurance policy. So mm -hmm. let's say they accelerate $5,000 of that 10000 then you would have 5000 left right um but usually these policies yeah you can get small amounts like that like ten thousand fifteen thousand but usually people get a hundred thousand or more again everything depends too on people's budget and what they can do because mm -hmm. i always say something is better than nothing right at the end mm -hmm. of the day absolutely well lorena thank you one more thing nancy i just wanted sure. to say Sure. Since this is from life insurance policies, one important thing is that these are tax-free benefits that you're receiving. Okay. So that's good. That's good to know too, because I know I get a I get a monthly payment uh, from my auto accident, and mm -hmm. it's like in the beginning I was going, do I have to claim this? And <laughs> right. no, I don't, which is really nice. So. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much. I could just keep going and going. I have so many questions for you, and I know our listeners do too. So this has been an absolutely wonderful talk that we've had today. If there were one thing that you want to share with everyone that we haven't shared, what would that be? That's a great question. Um, I would say always take action and look at things from a positive standpoint, because even though things might not be how you want them to be, or maybe you're in pain that day, just be like, hey, I'm still alive, and there's a, a purpose for that. Perfect. Now, if someone in Michigan were uh, to ask you, you know, can you help me get insurance, could you do it? I would first need to get um, licensed in Michigan. That only takes like two days, to be honest. Um, and I would definitely do it if it's somebody that's interested and they're not just wanting to get information and then not do anything, right? But yeah, yep. I can definitely help them out once I get my non-resident license there. Okay. How do they get a hold of you if somebody wants to talk to you more about this? So the best way to reach me is my, my phone number. You can call or text me at 786-236-1792. Or you can visit my website, um, www.malmins.com. Great. And that will be in on the podcast as well, guys. So if you listen to the show, you can find it in the show notes afterwards. I hope this has been a great um, information-packed day for you guys. You've gotten a lot. You've taken down notes. It certainly has helped me and given me a lot of um, ideas for going forward with my life and business. You can hear this show and all our other shows on Thursday evenings at 5 p.m. Eastern on 
www.flyingpigs.podbean.com. And if you like this, download it, subscribe to it. Let us know what other topics you'd like to hear about. If you'd be interested in being a guest, let me know that as well. And until we talk again, get out there, be productive, and soar higher, everyone. If you are a seasoned entrepreneur who is ready to take your business to the next level, Nancy is looking for you. Learn how to get the momentum going, streamline your systems, and get more clients straight from the source. Nancy has run several successful businesses from her living room, and she's looking for new clients just like you. Go to businesssuccessunlimited.com and use the contact form at the bottom of the page to see if you are a good fit. Nancy would love to help you.